0: Today, we have on a guest that I've wanted to connect with for a really long time Christina McMaster of Soiree on South and Lafette. Lafette.
1: I love about her business that it's about community, creating a space for community to come together and celebrations and bringing people together. And one thing I really admire about her, and I told her this on the podcast as well, and I love about her is. She is helping so many other local businesses Mm -hmm. by hosting these events. And then they hire out um, somebody to come do balloon arches or sound or decorations. Um, Photographers use her building to take special pictures, baby showers. I have a friend that hosted a zombie prom birthday party. <laughs> oh, wow, oh, very specific. Yes.
0: Very, you know, those kids, they're very specific about what they want. Yeah. Um, so it's just a great space. It is. We've had our Christmas parties there for the school and I love the space. It's so beautiful. You can tell she put a lot of thought into the space and she's so savvy. She talks about not being business minded and how she created this is just so wonderful and inspiring for so many people because I think that we get in our head and decide that we can't do things when really we can we just have to get resourceful and that's a lot of our conversation is talking about resourcefulness
1: right and I think it's funny because she said she's not a risk taker and then once we stopped recording She talked about all of her ideas, and we talked about Uh, all of our ideas. So many ideas. So many ideas. (laughs) And to implement those ideas, you have to be a risk taker. Yeah. So I think it is that imposter syndrome getting in your head. Um, And so we're excited to announce one of our
0: ideas. A big deal. (laughs) So, in our talking with business owners, We know that us women in business spend a lot of time working in or on our businesses and with our families or our spouses, and we crave this connection with other women in business. Some elevated conversation, people to bounce ideas off of, get feedback from, learn new things, contribute, really have a community of uh, business women. Right. And I don't know if you've ever been to like
1: taking your kids to a birthday party or something and you're standing there and you feel super awkward because you don't have a lot of stuff to talk about Mm -hmm. with some of the other people Mm -hmm. um, because they're not they're not women in business your lives look a little different Um, the priorities might be a little bit different and then you feel like you can't talk about your business and you don't want to like bore people because you don't want them to think you're trying to advertise to them and you get in your head (laughs) And so then you just stop going to birthday parties and then you have no <laughs> friends.
0: <laughs> so we are launching She's the Boss Social. And we are going to have a beautiful event at Soiree on South in September, where we will come together and have some really great conversation and discussion with each other, get to know other women in business and start to create those connections, right? And it's going to be our first one based off of
1: coffee and mimosas. Indeed. Indeed. So cultivating those relationships with the other business owners, networking, you know, a lot of these business owners, you guys have heard each other come on the podcast and have questions for each other or really liked something that somebody said and Mm -hmm. you want to dive deeper into that. And that is what these socials will be for in order to mentor each other help each other. And then we will also have um, speakers that come in and talk about their expertise to help everybody um, as women yes, a- and business owners. Um, and all the same, we all struggle with the same things, but with different aspects of it and seeing it from different seasons of life and business
0: is going to be helpful for everybody. Yes. So she's the boss social will launch in September. We will have more information on our website. If you are interested in becoming a member, you can go to she's the boss.org and you can type in your email and we will send you more information about becoming a social member. Yes. So for now, enjoy Christina
1: from Soiree on South.
0: Sarah. I'm Caitlin.
1: Two women discussing all things in business. Welcome to She's She's the
0: the Boss.
2: So I'm Christina McMaster and uh, we opened up two businesses. We have Soiree on South, and then we have Lafette.
0: Lafette. Lafette. Okay. <laughs> right. It's not the, I mean, that would make sense with the E, right? It's not F. E-E. Right. I know.
2: And I honestly, that's how I want it pronounced, but I think that's how Google Translate says it as well. So I think I'm correct in that, um, but Lafette. I don't want anybody coming at me if I am wrong. <laughs> which, which means what? Uh, Lafette is celebration.
0: Oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. The French. They're so oh. great. Yes. I know. I can I know.
1: ask my husband. He kind of speaks French. Okay. Yeah. But I'm I will sure change it. Even ask... if
0: he does correct
2: <laughs> me and he's like, no, it's actually supposed to be pronounced Lafitte the way you have it spelled. I will still say
0: Lafette. La 'la fête.' Okay. So, uh, you know, I've been to Soiree on South many times and, uh, love the space. It is so beautiful beautiful and uh tell us like the origin story of how that all came to fruition
2: yeah so we um I've always loved hosting like hospitality is just ingrained in me from my grandmothers to my mom so I just grew up in a hospitable home we always just had people over so naturally as I became a woman that was just something that I craved um, and that changed over the years. So when we were young and married, got married very young, we were always the house that people came to. Mm-hmm. When, even if it was just like young soldiers, single soldiers, like they always came to our house. How old were feeding. We were both eighteen when we got married. Eighteen, babies, babies. Oh my goodness, yeah. babies. Yes.
0: Okay. So
2: um, then, cue us moving. We had kids a little bit later in marriage. We were 28, 29.
0: Somewhat unusual for a military couple to get married at 18 and then wait 10 years to have babies. That is incredible.
2: That was, um, it just, my body wasn't allowing it. And then I think it just, it happened the way it was supposed to. I'm so grateful that we had all that time together to grow up in the same direction versus having kids really young. Um, I'm so grateful for that chapter in our lives. And then we did, we moved to Hawaii. (laughs) Um, and we ended up having Weston. And so our, we went from like hosting single soldiers to hosting young couples and always doing things at our house. My girlfriend's always throwing birthday parties, lavish birthday parties at our home, couples dinners to, okay, now we have a baby. So this is going to shift a little bit, Mm. but that was always still ingrained in me. So it wasn't like it was going away. Um, it just shifted, so then it was more like hosting play dates and <laughs> all the fun stuff. But I always love the details in those things. I always like to make it a little extra special. Like I remember hosting a, p- a party, a play date at our house, and they all made fun of me, but I was okay with it. I made like cute little individual personalized skewers of fruit for the kids. Like so cute! Oh, like you're setting the bar way too high. I for know, us. Which, which is tricky because I enjoy that and it comes natural to me, right. and it doesn't feel over the top. But then I find that it can kind kind. kind of be intimidating for people to invite me over because they're like, oh, well, if I just serve it on a paper plate or I just do this, it's not going to be enough. And I'm like, no, that's not the case. (laughs) Is she judging me? This brings me joy, but you buy food at the gas station and I will sit on the couch with you and eat it. Like (laughs) I don't, my expectations for what you do are much different from my expectations for myself. Mm -hmm. And it just brings me joy and I like doing it. So, um, Then just shifted. Our kids are getting a little bit older. They're still really young, nine, seven, five. And then we have Lucy who's 19, 20 months. You lose count on the (laughs) fourth. Thank you. So cute. Lose count on the fourth one. How old she really is. But um (laughs) we moved here and we just saw a need in Moore County. I got to a place where my friends were having babies. Um, still in there wasn't a space to host a baby shower. A lot of us I I would always host in my home, but with four kids, two dogs, a husband who's always gone, it just felt impossible. Even for somebody who loved to host, it just felt like, okay, this is overwhelming. Trying Mm -hmm. to kick everybody out, keep the house pristine, do all the things. So I started looking around. I'm like, there's really not an intimate space to host a baby shower. There's beautiful venues, um, but they just don't, they don't facilitate small events. Um, So we were looking, we even hosted at Betsy's one time, Buggy Town. Perfect. We love them. But sometimes you're competing with the decor and the atmosphere in that space to create what you had in mind for that shower. So I'm like, I just need a blank space. And my husband's like, just do it. I'm like, now though, I feel like things are just, I'm just kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel with kids. Like we're kind of coming out of this. And he's like, there's no better time than the present. (laughs) So I'm like, oh my goodness. So we kind of did things backwards. We uh, reached out to a realtor and I was looking at spaces in downtown Southern Pines and things were just priced so high. Yep. Yeah, that's for Sarah's. I get that. (laughs) And so we were kind of at a place where we were, if we were gonna do it, we wanted to purchase property. Um, Something that we could leave behind for our kids Um, and there just was not a space. So our realtor kind of pushed us towards downtown Aberdeen. I'll be real honest. We weren't really familiar with downtown Aberdeen. We live in Pinehurst. We go to Southern Pines. So downtown Aberdeen was kind of like a forgotten um, town for us, but we went down there and we saw the potential. The initial- Which
1: is only five minutes away. Like people don't realize. It that I know. Southern <laughs>
2: Pines to Aberdeen. It's literally yes. like, you don't think they even bleed know. into each other. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They do. Yeah. So yes. it's funny because a lot of people say that. They're like, oh, in Aberdeen.
0: <laughs> like it's right. an hour away. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And I think they, they just, a lot of people don't even know what is going on down there. But That's it's right. come such a long way since you guys opened. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's so much other stuff yes. popping up. So we there you were.
2: Love downtown Aberdeen. Aberdeen. <laughs> so we saw, um, we saw the initial space, which was the bullroom, and I was like, This is not it. I did not like it. It looked dark, it looked dreary. So we where actually, um we're at now. Oh, yes. So I you... said absolutely no to that space initially. <laughs> okay. And I was like, No, we're not going to do it. So then I was drawn to where Mason's, that little corner property. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And there was just, we kept coming across some roadblocks and some obstacles. And so we decided, you know what? let's go back and revisit that space. And I saw it and it was like, I had an aha moment and I just saw it from a different light. And Mm. then we saw the opportunity to create an outdoor um, space because it had, there was a building that burned down that used to be right next to Soiree where we're at, right next to it. There was a building there that burned down several years ago. I had no idea. Like 30 years ago. It was a big deal. So it completely burned down. So that lot just stood empty and people used it as a parking lot for years. Um, and so we were like, you know, this gives us the opportunity to not only have an indoor space, but also an outdoor space. And coming from living in, um, California and Hawaii, we just loved alfresco. Like any time that we could be outside entertaining, we loved it. So Mm -hmm. weather permitting, we're like, this would be fantastic to also have indoor and outdoor options. So we went with it. Um, and then COVID hit and it was just it was scary. Cause I'm like, now we've, we're under contract. We can still legally pull out and just lose our earnest money. Um, and we're creating a gathering space where <laughs> it is illegal to literally gather with your people. Right. So what was the thought process like on mm, that? I am not a risk taker. So the whole time going through this process, I was looking for a way out. I was like, i want I want to be out of this like this this, this feels unsafe to me. This mm-hmm, feels scary, mm-hmm. risky, and my husband's like, just push forward like is he the risk taker? Yes, in a certain way. um, he doesn't necessarily do a lot of like risk when it comes to business stuff. he's just he's military, so he just hasn't really had much opportunity. He's really military focused um, but he is the risk taker out of either out of both of us sure. um so. He's like, you know, you felt like God really called you into the season. He called you to start this business. And the word that kept being impressed upon me when I was like journaling about the whole experience was intimate, intimate, that word. And it didn't make sense at the time. Um, But then when COVID hit, I was like, all that we can do is have intimate gatherings. And I'm literally opening up a space where we can have intimate gatherings. So I just one step at a time, like one step in front of one foot in front of the other until I felt like it wasn't the right thing, and it never did. It was just my own insecurities. It was my own fear. That was that was kind of my roadblock and my obstacle. So I just kept pushing forward with it. And um, as time progressed and construction continued, things started to be able to open up again a little bit more. Um, and that's when we hosted our first party. I think it was like February, um, the Caninos from Sea cups took a risk on us and they opened they had a retirement party there and like the rest is history. So that Just was 21? That was
0: 21. Okay. Yes. So this process started. 20. 20. Oh. 2020. I okay. Think. Yeah. So how long from like this we're under contract to mm-hmm. yay, we have our first gathering.
2: So we went under contract. Oh goodness. This is where I'm not good as timelines, <laughs> especially Having during kids, COVID. I'm like, what is that? I was that? gonna say we shut, all
1: Yeah, and with all the kids, so we shut down March 2020 because right. I remember because I had Samantha in February, and then finally was like, I can leave the house because I had a C-section, and I left the house for one event, and then the next day it shut down. Then the world shut down. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like,
2: So my year might be wrong. I think it was 2020 though. Like when we shut down is when we were opening
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, because it was still like, are you going to mandate mask? Are you going to allow people, you know, in, and um, our take was always like, you do what's best for you guys. Mm -hmm. You, however you feel you want to run your event, you do it, but we never required anything from our guests. So it took probably six or seven months from under contract to actually um,
0: it being completed, which is a great timeline. Yeah. A lot (laughs) of people are like, okay, it's supposed to be six months, right? But it's now 12 months and I'm paying rent and uh, yeah, trying to figure that out.
2: Our contractors were amazing and it probably did help a little bit that um, COVID was had happened. So people had kind of halted on certain things. In the beginning. In the beginning, yeah. yeah. So then it worked out in our favor, opening up the business. Now, I think if we had started a year later, then Mm -hmm. we would have seen all the backlash and all the back orders and production being behind. But I'm telling you, it was just, it worked out how it was supposed to. God aligned it on the timing. I could not have asked for better timing, even though it seemed like it was all wrong at the beginning. It worked out in our favor for the best.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. How much work
1: did you have to do? Because you're talking about contractors and stuff. Was it like closed off when it was the bullroom or was it mostly just painting? Did you add, I think you added a bunch of
2: windows, right? We did. So it was just a shell, it had the front doors and then that back door exit okay. and then one restroom. Other than that, it was just a big open space. So we added an extra restroom. We did a prep kitchen and then we added two large steel custom doors that lead out into the patio. And then we put in the patio.
1: Okay. You'll so. have to send us some before and after yes.
2: photos. Yes. Of that. Oh my have goodness. Those. Yeah. I do. Yes. It was dark. It was dreary and, um, it was just a dark shell. It just felt gloomy, mm-hmm. but going in and painting the walls. Why? And all of the brick that we took out to put in the steel doors are actually what we used and repurposed to do our pillars for our patio.
0: Okay. Okay. So great. Yes, I love that. Yeah. Uh, are you willing to talk about kind of the startup and the side of that?
2: Yeah. Okay. So I have no business like background. I'm just a mom who likes to host things. So business part of it was scary for me. I think that was the most intimidating, especially when we were getting a loan to purchase the property and then um, doing the business loan. They wanted, our bank wanted to, a Performa. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get that for you. I had no idea what it was. I was just like <laughs> going in blindly, like, okay, yeah, sure. And then go home, Google it. Like, what are they asking for? I have no idea what this mm-hmm. term means. You're like,
1: I can't even prove yes, that because we haven't happened yes, yet. Right. Exactly. That So So, yeah, so what does that all look like? That that doesn't make sense about business loans. They want to see that you're making money to give you a loan, but you can't open the business without the loan. Right, right.
2: So it's really difficult. It's all projected, and it was like, okay, well, you need to map out what do you expect your utilities to cost, and I have no idea what it costs to run that property. So I had a tenant that was in that property before, and I asked her, like, what was your electricity Mm -hmm. bill like before? But we're adding additional things. So sure. then I'm just kind of guessing, um, guesstimating and putting additional cost onto that operating cost. I mean, I did my best and I was uber conservative. Like I wanted to make sure that I overestimated on everything. Cause the last thing I wanted to do was to underestimate and then get ourselves in a pickle. Right. So even, um, my, our banker was like, okay, I can see that you were super diligent. And you probably overestimated on a lot of these things. Cause let's like, electricity, $1,000, <laughs> you know, cause I just wanted to make sure I didn't find ourselves. Yeah. You're like, who knows? I had no idea. I was just kind of going off of like, okay, this is what it costs to run our home. And then this is a business. So probably a little bit more. Um, but even our banker, she was so great. Paula Fidelity, she gave us some, um, financial, like creative financing op- options. And then she basically was like, okay, girlfriend, this is who you need to go talk to. You need to go talk to Teresa Reynolds at the Small Business Center at Sand Hills um, Community College. And that was a game changer for us. I don't think Teresa's there anymore, but the, the business center still is. So as a new business owner, that's what I tell everybody. If you're thinking about getting into business and you don't know where to begin, like myself, I did it all backwards. I secured a property before having a business plan. You don't want to do that. Go see the Small Business Center. And they literally gave me a step-by-step guide on this is what you need to do first. You need to get um, find a name. You need to go to contact the security um, office in Raleigh. You know, all the step-by-step guide that I had no idea. I was completely lost, and it was a lifesaver for us. So it kind of took a, a lot of the guessing out because it was literally step one. This is what you do. Step two, after you do this, you need to get your tax ID. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was helpful for sure.
0: So was it completely funded by the loan or had you guys been saving for this? So we were not saving for a business. Mm-hmm.
2: Cause it like I said, it all was like <laughs> right? an idea. Yeah. Oh. And then my husband was like, just do it. Yeah. No better time than present. So yeah. we were we had savings, but we were not saving it necessarily for a business. Um and the building itself was funded by our loan, but then we used our personal savings to fund the business side of it to get other materials like our tables or mm-hmm. chairs
0: uh, branding all of that sort of thing okay mm-hmm. and yeah so it's completely doable it is with an idea and some yes. legwork and some details yes. and connections and having people help you along the way for sure i think that so much gets lost as military spouses where we feel like we have to uh put our dreams on hold because we're moms and we're spouses and we're at the mercy of where the military sends us and where they send our husband and how our time is going to get spent. And so often I think that military spouses just say like, okay, well, I'll wait until he gets out to figure out Mm -hmm. what I want to do. And I think if we can share anything from this podcast it's like you don't have to do that right figure out what you're passionate about what you're good at what you love what lights you up you know and even if you do it backwards like you yeah. said it's like you don't know what you don't know right <laughs> um but it can be done it can it can and it takes
2: a lot of support from your spouse um I was my biggest roadblock in anything like there was so many times that my friends were like why are you not making this a business. Like you're so good at creating parties and creating an environment that people want to be a part of. And I never wanted to monetize it because I never wanted to take the joy out of it. Like I wanted to just, I enjoyed it so much. But anytime somebody was like, I will pay you to do, to create a birthday party for my child. I was automatically like, oh my, goodness, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I'm not good enough. Like that's no way. Yeah. Um. And I just found that it just killed my joy really quickly. So I think that that always stopped me. But my husband was like, girlfriend, you just babe, you got to do it. You got to step into it. I don't think you realize the potential that you have. And if it's not you, it's going to be somebody else. So it takes a lot of support from your spouse to jump into that, especially in the military, because they are gone so much. and Most of our life is spent supporting them, supporting their dreams. Um, So for you to do something, it's huge, And you need that support from them, even if they
0: can't be there on the day-to-day to to support you. You need that emotional, like, encouragement. Mm -hmm. And just being able to brainstorm and bounce ideas off of each other. Because oftentimes we're with somewhat of opposite personalities. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know a lot of us that we've talked to. And that's why it's so great to have these ideas and then... You know, this is what I'm thinking, you know, like for me, I'm like, here's this big vision. Here's this like how it's going to be so great and all these things. And Luke is like, okay, but have you thought about this pitfall or this pitfall? And it's not like don't do it. It's like, what is our game plan when and if that happens, you know, so to have that person where you can just kind of manifest these things and play them out. It's yes. so wonderful. The, it, it yeah, is. the
1: balance, because your husband was pushing you, whereas like mine will reel me in, like mm-hmm. chill out, yeah, yeah. Same, <laughs> settle same. down. Or like, and when are you going to do this? I'm like, um, <laughs> yeah. during, of. Uh, February number. <laughs> <laughs> I'm determined to add two more months in the year. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, having that balance is great. And that's how our marriage is too. I'm like, okay, I don't tell him about it till I know I actually want it to happen mm-hmm. because he's either going to reel me in or ask me a bunch of questions so I need to have all the answers yeah. prepared in my mind before have the plan. Yeah. Have the plan. He's same. like, "How are you going to do this?" and I'm like, "Okay, here's exactly what's going to happen." Mm. Or I know he'll like if he's excited about it, he'll help take the leap because um but ours was the same way my husband wasn't around like or he left as soon as we opened i think we opened in september and he left in october that's like our
0: same story for the school yeah Yeah, and he put so much like legit blood sweat and tears into that place i have video or pictures of him building the deck on the front porch like the ada ramp for the school at like one in the morning and our kids are sleeping in the car like the forgotten heroes, <laughs> our kids. Totally. And then I know they did reap the benefits of it, though. So they went yeah, to school man. there and got a great education. <laughs> but, you know, and then Lucas deployed. Yeah. two months later i'm like the school's going really great you, you would love to see all these things that you built these fences you know just how it all came to life and there he is in afghanistan but and yeah. even when you think you have it
1: aligned i had a nanny that i was like this is going to be
0: perfect she lived with us
1: <laughs> and i'm like this is going to be great and then halloween hit and then i was told it was evil to let my kids go trick-or-treating Uh-oh. <laughs> so here i am i started this new business and i was like oh maybe <laughs> Maybe this doesn't work for our family. Maybe this isn't the right fit. Yeah. yeah so here, <laughs> then I'm like, okay, well now I have no child care or help, Yeah. you know, with all the things. But so, we always
2: figure out a way. We, we do. Mm-hmm. We do. And I think that that is all of our, most of our stories. Like I don't, I think that that's what helps me is to know that my story is not unique in that way.
0: It's nice to know
2: sometimes it like, is. You're not like, special, right? Like, okay. You know, to my family, they're like, I can't believe you're doing this. And, and Dastry's gone again. And you have the babies. Like, how do you do it? And I'm like, if you knew the community that we lived in and you saw the spouses that we, I am surrounded by, you would feel so empowered. Cause you just know, like, we can do hard things. Mm-hmm. Like we can step out of our comfort zone and do something that is challenging. Um, and it, I'm not unique in that way. So I definitely don't feel special. Um, in knowing that I started a business, I have four little ones. My husband's gone all the time. That is no, that is not like a badge of honor that I wear
0: because well, we, there's two sides to it because it's like, hell yeah, you did that. Right. Right. <laughs> and that is really awesome and rad and all of these things. I'm like dating myself, rad. Does yeah. anyone
1: say that anymore? Um, no, but you're also from California.
0: It's rad, so, dude. Uh, y'all, but that, is, y'all, that, y'all, is that was gnarly. A really, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is a really wonderful badge of honor to wear. And I think we should celebrate it, but also know being thrown into this life because of this person that we love so much, we're following their journey. It's like, we, we are doing this. There is no other option. When people say to me, like, I don't know how you do this. I'm like, well, I just wake up every morning and I do. Right. Because I, this is my life. It is. Yeah. Right. And I'm here to make the best of it. And I'm a natural optimist. So I'm like, okay, this looks like an opportunity. Right. right? So I I just, we have no other way but to be like forged in the fire. I, I agree. And that's,
2: that's what I tell them all the time, people all the time. Like it's because we have to do it. It's not necessarily a choice that I'm making to do it, but we have to do it. And we can either do it disgruntled or we could do it with joy. Um, but it's also, I think, good perspective because it's a mix of military, non-military in this community. So sometimes I think, um, I have moms that maybe not be in the same, they might not be in the same situation and I never want to discredit what they are doing in their season because they're like, well, you're doing this and you have, your husband's gone. And I just don't understand. I'm like, you haven't been in that situation before. So you don't know how you would step up to the plate because you haven't been put in that situation. So it's not that I'm doing it better or I am better because I'm doing this with all of these obstacles. It just is my story.
0: So, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So one of the things that I love about your business and we've talked to a few other business owners is your business is also helping an array of other small businesses. Yes. And you know, you'll post a beautiful picture of a party and you'll tag all the people that did all the wonderful things for it. And I think anytime you have a business that's community focused, which of course yours is, um, it just brings so much joy and enriches the community because you're helping all these other people. And before you open, they were just
0: looking for like the parties at the houses right. or, whatever so, renting a space at a restaurant or something like that right yeah. so
1: in some of those things restaurants and stuff aren't going to let you do so talk about how you made all those connections and how you found those people did you just cold
2: call them or how did you end up doing all of that so a lot of it was people coming to us um again i was just like who am i to reach out to them they they uh i i felt like a little fish in a big pond so all of that was super intimidating to me to even reach out to business other business owners at the time. I think you guys talk about like imposter syndrome. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I don't know that they would know who I am or they would know who the business is. So I'm really having to step out of my comfort. But I think it just was like a small trick, like a actually like a fast flood, not a small trickle. I was going
0: to say, <laughs> it kind of came on the market yes. and just uh, yeah. blew took out. over. <laughs> so
2: I think photographers, and I love having so many different photographers in our space because it is a blank space where they can genuinely create their vision. And they're all going to edit the photos differently. They all have a different style. So I think photographers really helped propel our business at the beginning because they were like, oh, finally a space where we can have some studio shots done and it's blank. The lighting is fantastic. And it's just, we can get a lot of, we can edit to how we like it to be Mm -hmm. done. So I think them and me tagging them really helped out both of us because there's a lot of new and up and coming photographers in our, in our community that really wanted new business. And then with me being a new business and tagging, it just helped both of us out. Yes. Um, and then anytime that there is a party, if I know who did what in the event, I will tag them because I think there's so much talent. And so I know when I'm looking at a social media, I'm constantly wondering, I wonder where they got this. I wonder where they got that. Oh, who made those cookies? Right. Like I Where's want to from. Right. I want to know. So if I ever left a tag out, it's not on purpose. It's just that I didn't I didn't know. Um but yeah, I think that to me brings so much joy to me to see others doing well um and shining and just seeing how they create life and create celebrations or or create their work um in our space. So it's been so fun.
1: if someone wants to have a party with you, do you contact those people or do you just say, oh, we recommend these people and they contact them? How much are you involved in f- as far as like the entire party process or since you love like making things, can they be like, and I want you to make all these? <laughs> can you be yes. yes. my event planner? Yes. <laughs> yes. So
2: at the beginning, I'll be honest, my vision was to have some event planning um, correlating with the business because I that brings me a lot of joy. However... I was humbled really fast because with three little ones and Lucy, we got pregnant with Lucy right when the business kicked off. So, and then with Destry deploying, I was like, you know what? I just not within my capacity right Mm -hmm. now. So even though my heart is there and my desire is there to create in my own space, I just knew that I didn't, I never wanted my dream to be my children's nightmare. So I was like, if this is gonna take more time away from my family, I, I can't do this. I've always wanted to create a business and not a job. So if I did the event side of it and I did the planning side of it, it was going to be the job side of it. And I just didn't have the capacity for a job at the time. So although that that is a, still a desire of mine to create, I am right now at the stage where I'm just empowering others to do that in my space. So it makes me so happy to see all the different vendors I do, we, we do have a vendor list that we provide to our clients when they're looking for something specific, but we're inclusive. So if there's, you know, a new baker in town, we're not like, okay, these are exclusive bakers that we use. We're happy to provide them because everybody has a different style and aesthetic and um, look that they're going for. And so we never want to leave somebody out because it maybe not, it might not match my style. I might not be moody in my, in what I like, but somebody else might be like, that's exactly what I'm looking for. So we're always happy to include other vendors. So a lot of times it's just they've already created in our space, or they might be a new photographer coming into town. And I'm like, may I add you to our vendor list? Because I think a lot of clients would really enjoy your work.
1: Yeah. And how did that translate into La Fête?
2: La Fête. La Fête. <laughs> yeah. La Fête. La? <laughs> la 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 Fête. La Fête. La Fête. I want to speak
0: French. I do too.
2: I know it's so dreamy. Southern. <laughs> I I just want
0: to speak another language. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I missed the boat on that in high school. You know, you could have taken a second language, and I chose American Sign Language.
1: You did? And
0: I've used it, like, five seconds since then. Teaching your
1: babies? Yeah. Yeah. You know, just little
0: stuff. Actually, where I used it the most was, like, in college with my friends at parties. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We'd be, like, across the room from each other, and we'd be signing to each other, and that was basically it and then sort of teaching my babies like milk all done you know yes. little things so yeah I want to speak French yeah I do <laughs> not know French but I'm just
2: in I'm enthralled by how dreamy just French culture is I just I love it all especially when it comes to parties and have celebrations have you been to like Paris or <gasps> France so that's kind of a sore subject I was supposed oh. to meet my husband in Paris um <gasps> earlier this year in my passport renewal was extremely delayed even though i expedited it lucy got her passport in time to go and mine was like severe like so just put your baby on a plane you (laughs) can go
0: see daddy i was at home wearing
2: my beret (laughs) just drinking my wine and crying (laughs) Was, it was such a sad thing. However, oh, I did no. go to France um, a couple weeks ago I met oh. my husband in Spain, and then we w- drove into the countryside of France. Oh. So it kind of was redeemed a little bit, but I have not been to Paris.
0: Oh my gosh. Sign me up for that. I know. Was it he, was dreamy. He was over there, and you just got to tag along That was That's right. Bit. Yeah. It was at
2: the end of his trip, and so oh, Lucy and I went and did all the things. Yeah. It was fun. Oh my goodness. Were
0: the boys jealous?
2: You know what? They were okay they were here it's summertime so now they're, they're at the like, stage yeah yeah they're at the stage where they're like no i want to be at the pool with my friends like right. don't take me out of my environment i want to mm-hmm. be at home even going to summer camp sometimes it's a struggle for them cuz they're like all of our friends are here riding their bikes outside yes. they just want to be home
0: yes i ran so. into that a ton when my kids had to be in camps cuz i was working right and they would be like but so and so they're going to ride their bikes and so-and-so's mom is home. And now they can kind of stay home alone and roam the neighborhoods and do whatever. But yeah, that was a big thing. I'm like, no, this is like the camp. This is a camp where yes. they're gonna have fun with you. Yes. That's the whole plan. I'm like, you're going on field trips. Yeah, like I, I want to go to camp. Send right. me to camp. But Sign don't me we always want what we don't I know? Have. The grass is greener. <laughs> I know, dang kids. <laughs> okay, so there you were.
2: <laughs> so Lafette, yeah, yeah, it kind of blossomed. That was actually always part of like soiree's, um business plan was to have mm. rental inventory and to offer makeup supplies. Sense. Yeah. But it just didn't work out in the space that we were in. We're like every little if we put retail into soiree, then it's just cutting back on the actual space that we have to host events. So it kind of was like, this is plan B. We'll we'll come to this at a certain point. So our family moved to Connecticut um about a year ago, and we were there. Soiree was doing great. So and you guys then, moved, just oh man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we moved our whole family. My husband was had the opportunity to get his master's degree. Okay, at Yale in Connecticut. No and big deal. No big deal. And we were kind of like, okay, we can either you stay here with the kids, we won't have to take them out of school, but we're apart when we don't have to be. Good for you. And so That's we a made really the hard choice. Yeah, we make. made the choice, and we're like, no, nine months together. It's a whole different experience. We'll take our kids out. You will leave the business. But at the end of the day, family is what matters to us. Like, it all, everything else is hogwash. The rest is like family. Like, we just wanted to be together. Mm-hmm. So, we're like, we'll make it work. Even though it's going to be hard, it will be worth it. And it so, it was worth it. So, we moved the whole family, transplanted them to Connecticut, and it's only nine months. So, you know how fast that goes. Mm-hmm. Nine months, you're just getting integrated right. before you're being. Yeah, out. You're not unpacked yet. <laughs> no, no. And actually I think that was the thing that our friends in Connecticut were most shocked about. Is like, how did you get so unpacked so quickly and create a home in such a short time? I'm
0: like, that's right. You're military. Right your yeah. And, yeah. yeah. You're like, and you're the hostess, yes. right? So you're like, I love the space that yes. I'm in and I want to be in a pretty space. Exactly. Yeah. Even though
2: I'm nine months, we want to make the best of it. We want to make it feel like home. So we moved away for nine months and, um, the opportunity just came up. The moved to. Texas and that space came up and it was available. And so I kind of just tapped into the owner and I said, Hey, listen, if you're able, if you're ever wanting to sell where we would be interested she, it's in I the want to family. touch on that
0: really quick. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people run into this thing where they're like, there's nothing on the market, nothing that fits my needs. And we acquired property the same way, it was not for sale. Right. And we put the bug in the ear of the owner. Hey, yeah. if you're ever looking to sell, reach out to us. And then we don't have, you don't have to go through all the rigmarole of putting right. it up and all of that. You have a buyer right here. Hi, right. hello. So just the idea. Yeah. Of putting yourself out there to say, hey, I'm interested. Yeah. And if they say like, no, I'm never selling. Yeah. Great. Well, if you do, right. here I
1: am. Or the other way around. Because for our building, we couldn't afford to buy it yet. And it was for sale. And I'm like, well, I can't afford to buy a 9,500-square-foot building. Yeah. But if you find the right people, he found someone to buy it for us. I leased it. And I leased it with the right to purchase or first right to purchase if they ever wanted to sell it. So then two years down the road, once it was established and everybody wanted that building because it has a parking lot.
0: <laughs> parking yeah, in downtown Southern Pines.
1: Yeah, parking lots are more like worth real estate in downtown. Yes.
2: Then. <laughs> a thing. Tell us about it. <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll Touch on that. So, um, so the other way around too, if you're like, I need to lease, I can't buy up front. Don't look, shy away from things that are for yeah. sale because investors yes. will buy it for you. And, but you have to have the business plan to show. Them yeah. This.
0: <laughs> but this is, I mean, this is being resourceful, right? It's not, there are a million options that yes. you could do as long as you're willing to open your mind and say, okay, no, how can we make this work? Right. Instead of saying, they said no. Yes. You know, it's like, okay, great. They said no to this, but what if we present this or this to them? Mm-hmm. It's It's like getting out of your own way to say, figure out a solution instead of only focusing on the problem.
1: Right. So this is the I, second time you take over
2: the pool room. They're like, yes, lady. Lady. Yeah. I know the pool
0: room. Like w- maybe we're going to Texas
2: next. Who knows? Yeah. Ooh, okay, okay. I know that'd be fun. Um, so she was not willing to sell the property, all that to say, but it's like an heirloom property. She was the mayor before of at downtown Aberdeen. Oh. Her family owns several different properties in downtown Aberdeen. So I totally get it, but it opened up the opportunity for us to lease it. So We put the bug in her ear and then several months go by and I don't hear anything. So I'm like, okay, somebody else probably is taking it over. Not a big deal. We're in Connecticut. Like, are we really going to try to open up a business while in Connecticut in downtown Aberdeen? And so, uh, yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Yes, we are. Yes, we are.
2: (laughs) So I had been kind of like praying, like, what is our next business step? Like we're, we're dreamers. My husband and I are big dreamers and we have all of these you know, mental business plans for different things. And we're always like, Oh, this would be so amazing if we did this, or we would love to open up this at a certain point. And do you guys spend specific time talking about that? I feel like it's a lot, takes up a lot of our time. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say it takes up a lot of our time, but we spend a lot of our time sitting on the front porch, having wine and just dreaming. Yeah. We are big dreamers. Um, and so this was one that I've always wanted to do. And so I was, after praying about it for a while, I was like, you know what? She hasn't, I haven't seen anybody take it over yet. And it's been several months. So I'm going to reach out to her again. So I just called her out on the blue and she, out of the blue and she was like, I forgot that you had reached out to me. And I'm
0: like, okay. Was there a story in your head that was a little bit like, oh, I'm scared to call her or what if she, you know, tells me like, no, I don't want you to take it over and all these things. For sure. I was thinking like, I'm sure she wants to give somebody else the opportunity that has,
2: you know, doesn't have a business already in downtown Aberdeen. And I didn't want to take the opportunity away from somebody else, but I'm like, I really feel like this is my next step for our, our, for this side of the business. And I think this is a great location for that. So I'm just going to reach out and see what she says. So I reached out to her and she's like, I'm so sorry. I forgot that you had reached out initially. I do have somebody that's interested. However, they are not able to get out of their current lease. And you were the first one to reach out to me. So she's initially. So she's like, I would be honored to have you take over the space. So that kind of got the ball rolling. So we're leasing um, the building. But with that, it is a historical property, downtown Aberdeen. There's so many beautiful Mm -hmm. historical buildings. And so renovations are touchy because you want to preserve what's there. You want to do right by the owner. You want to do right by the building and its history without just like completely modernizing it. But at the same time, you also want to make sure that it's safe. So like our floors were not safe. They couldn't be salvaged.
0: Legitimately safe. Not like, oh, this feels safe. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So I think they went in and they were like,
2: maybe we can just refurbish the floors, which would have been fantastic. But then... They opened a can of warts and they're like, okay, well, <laughs> nope, we need to replace everything underneath it. So that's taken a while. Um, how does that work with the lease? It's worked out. Well, it's worked out in our benefit because it was something that the owner needed to take care of, not us okay. as leases. So, sure. so
0: it wasn't part of an upfit. Right. Okay.
2: Yes. So good to know. Yes. It
1: depends how your lease is written because some leases are anything from exterior walls out is. Mm. based on them. So it depends on how you write your lease. So it's yeah. important
0: to know when you're leasing a building the exact mm-hmm. and specifications. Even
1: small things like one. I'm still leasing our other building and they will cover repairs for an AC unit but not maintenance which you would think it would be the other way around.
0: Uh-huh. Like you want to maintain it. So that you don't <laughs> so, have repairs. Uh-huh. Right. But okay.
1: that is the... <laughs>
0: And you talked about windows there.
1: Yeah. Our windows leaked. are on you. No, it's on them.
0: Okay. But when it's on them, you have to wait. So you're right. at the mercy of that. See, we've never leased anything. Yeah. So I don't, actually, that's not true. I take that back. <laughs> we did lease our building in the beginning, <laughs> but it wasn't from like an, you know, it's a mobile modular. So it was like, you know, big company. Right. But now we own it. And I, I, I would much rather be responsible for the things because then things get done. Right.
1: And there are wonderful realtors that will help the business owners, but you also have to remember the realtors and the um, property managers or the owners of the building have closer relationships. Sure.
0: I would imagine that's
1: a natural thing. You see what I'm saying? Uh So they are like looking out for you in your best interest, but at the same time, they're closer. Mm -hmm than me i mean everybody's in a business right
0: right so if you're leasing a building from somebody that is their business to lease that to you so you can only fault them for so much of you know right they're trying to look out for their you know overhead and their expenses too
1: Mm -hmm. yeah yep and they're real people too but the the realtor that is representing the the person leasing Mm -hmm. usually has a relationship with the landlord well in this town In this town. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Especially commercial properties because usually the same people own a majority of commercial properties. So. Yes. You have to read everything and. Get an attorney. Get an attorney to read it all and or a business consultant that is used to working with an attorney reading it all. So did you have an attorney help you set up that lease to know like, oh, if this can of worms or we open this can of worms, it's going to be covered by them and I'm not going to be stuck paying for it.
2: Right. So um, this is going to sound really backwards too. Downtown (laughs) Aberdeen I think is like an anomaly in the whole thing. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of building owners who just run things deals on a handshake. Sure. So, Uh-oh. um, we are me as a, as a new, I guess, I don't, am I a millennial? I don't know what I am. Uh, how old Generation you?
0: X? I am 38. I don't know what I am. Uh, what am I, I, I believe technically... you're yeah, on, on the cusp a little bit. I yeah. know I, I am, I was born in 87, 87. Okay. 85. I have yeah. no idea what I am. I think it starts at 81. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So so we are. Yeah. Technically. <laughs> technically, yes. Not at heart.
2: No, <laughs> no, no. Old soul. Yeah. Um, so I was the one actually asking for a lease, which is feels a little bit backwards too, but I just wanted to make sure that we protected ourselves. So we have actually not signed our lease in our property. So it is very different than what you wow. would anticipate. That is not the norm. So anybody starting a business, don't expect that to be the case. But it is very like she needed to get some work done in the property that our safety concerns. And we were like, we're not going to actually start paying on our lease until that is done. Right. Because we can't even step foot in it until mm-hmm. that's done. So those just got completed. So then we so were So you able- guys just moved back? We just moved back in June. Okay. Yeah. We just moved back in June. And then we, our floors just got done like- maybe a month ago. Oh, great. And so now we are kind of like, okay, now we can really start our side of things.
0: So, so explain the business. I don't think we've talked about what... Sorry. All. <laughs> so Lafette, it is a party yeah. shop. So it coincides
2: with Soiree because um, we have now we're going to be carrying party supplies. So everything that you would need for a bridal shower, retirement party, wedding shower, those sort of things we're going to be carrying. So whether that is beautiful, disposable party supplies... So we're not talking like your standard run-of-the-mill things you can get from. We all love Hobby Lobby. We all love our Target. However, these are going to be premium things that, you know, themes, but beautiful themes. Mm -hmm. We're not, I don't know how many moms in here love character things. We're not doing that sort of thing. Right. Um, Really beautiful birthday party supplies. Um, We're going to have a balloon bar so you can come in. And if you wanted to make, you know, just a smaller balloon garland for your event, then you can come in and you can customize it. You can pick your own colors and then you can take rent a balloon pump and you can go home and make your own little balloon garland. Um, and then we're going to also be carrying hostess wear. So modern hostess wear, I love to host, but I'm not kinda I'm kind of on the cusp but like I need it to be within a certain budget. Um, I don't necessarily want disposable, but I don't want necessarily boutique y premium where I can't afford that. So a little bit more of a modern take with middle of the ground prices. So in rental inventory as well. So a lot of times we have bespoke rentals. You might want a fun sofa for your party or cocktail furniture, champagne bars, that sort of thing that you can rent. And you could either use it for a soiree or take it at your home if you wanted to do a backyard party. Like we're hosting a garden party at our in our backyard next or this month in a couple of weeks, and we're going to be probably showcasing some of those items as well. Is that uh, like for your friends? It's for our friends. Yes. So can we be friends? We have, I know uh, we have the best group of friends and we started this like summer picnic Uh. club.
0: You guys so, are way too cool. Like this it is, is so like fun. my dream life. I know. It is
2: so fun. It is so fun. And we keep everyone, all of us are like, can we add these other families into our group? But we're at like 75 people. What? We're at capacity. I'm sorry. We <laughs> are. And it's not a lack of great. inclusivity because we want to include everybody, but we're like it became, it's starting to become really a lot for the hostess yeah. to think about how do I facilitate 75 people to Well, host. and It's
0: hard to enjoy your own party when you're hosting right? because you are attending to everybody Else's needs yeah. to the aesthetic of the event to make sure that everything is the way you want it yes. to be. It's hard to just like chill and hang out with your people. It it especially at your
1: house with your kids, and you're like, "Why did you leave your trash, yes. and your wet towel, mm-hmm. and your
0: dirty? Nobody's underwear. supposed to
2: look like it lives here. Like right. we wanted to make sure everything. This is just a model so home. So. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um. So yes, I think supper clubs should be a big thing in in this area because mm. everybody wants community and to. Do oh my fun gosh, things. And doing so, this.
0: Yes, let's do a supper club. Yes, <laughs> I want host yeah. here and I want you to give me all the pretty things yes. for it yes this is if I could be I actually have several careers that I would like to be in different lives but <laughs> an event planner and just all the aesthetics of like or like an interior designer yes. I mean you're just talking and it's like I just am it's like, life yes I love yes. it Yes, and that's what we want. We want
2: to have items like you might want some really cool gold um, silverware, but you don't want to necessarily go buy that for one party because you're like, I don't need a set of 36. Not unless you're going to host a supper club. Right, exactly, <laughs> supper club. Exactly. So we have those items that you can rent or fun champagne coupes. You're like, I don't necessarily want to go buy 36 champagne coupes,
0: but I'm hosting a Christmas party at my right. home. So you can come just rent those items from us. This is brilliant. And what I think is so... Brilliant about your entire story is you could have gone and been like, Yes, I will put together kids' parties and I will have these things and I will show up and set all this stuff mm-hmm. up. Right. But you're right. You would have been like, This sucks. It's taking time away right. from my family. This is no longer fun. Yeah. But you figured out a way to keep your passion alive and you are just simply providing the things for it. Yeah. You are not the one doing it. You're not doing the job like you said. Right. You're like, I didn't want to create a job. Yeah. This is a business yes. where you can be hands off. You can move to Connecticut. Yeah. <laughs> and your business can still run. And you right. are like booked up at yeah. Sora. Yeah. I we have our Christmas party, like yes. you know. Um thank you. The school's Christmas party. Yeah. <laughs> I wish we had more parties to have there. Um and I think the first year we booked, you were like, well, we have one Saturday available in December. Mm-hmm. And I think I contacted you in like August or yeah. something like that. And I was like, well, that is the Saturday that we'll <laughs> yes, take. That's gonna great. Be it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, um, our director of community this last year, I was like, reach out now yes. because we want to be able to pick which Saturday in December. And so I think she reached out like, in January or yep. something to schedule it because you I mean people just want to be in that space. state. Secured. We got you girls. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We'll be there. We'll be yes. there. What I
1: think is cool because I had no I follow you guys on social media mm-hmm. and watch all the parties because I love all of that stuff. I don't like doing it, but I love it. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. just attend. You'll show up. I'll show up. Uh-huh. I like Caitlin. I like planning it and having the idea. I'm like the oh, it could be this and we could do this. And then I'm like, okay, now someone else just do that. Yes. <laughs> do <it>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody do that. Um, so I followed you and I would have had no clue that you weren't even local anymore. Like yeah. that speaks really highly of you and your business plan and your management to be able to still run a business. And this is a whole nother podcast we've talked about being able to do of how
0: mm-hmm.
1: you can equip people and other people to do things and raise up leaders to do it so that you can leave and go on an unexpected trip to Hawaii later today today, or be (laughs) in, you know, you know, if you get sick or something happens to one of your family members, um, or if you have the type of model where you're like, I can run it from afar because people book the facility online. And so I can handle all of this from Connecticut. There's no reason, you know, for me to be there. But one of the things I think is important is you have to have somebody local that cares about it as much as you do.
2: And we hit the jackpot. So my parents moved into, or moved from Texas to North Carolina two weeks before we moved to Connecticut.
0: Oh my gosh. Wait, was this all planned? It. They way? knew we were moving
2: and they had come here to visit and stay with us um, a little bit while we started Soiree and we had Lucy and they just wanted to be a part of it. My brother's in the military as well. So they are just kind of like, they lived where my brother was stationed for a while. He's a little bit more transient, moves a little bit. We're a little bit more rooted. So after my brother and them moved, uh, my parents decided, you know, I think we're interested in moving to North Carolina. And we were all for it, but we're like, it has to be your decision. Don't do it for us. Mm -hmm. Don't do it because you want to be helpful to us. Like we want you to make the decision because it's what you guys want to do. We will take your help. We will never <laughs> deny your help, but we never expect your help. Yeah. Um, so they decided to move here and we're like, okay, but also know we are moving in two weeks. <laughs> when oh you move here, gosh. we're also going to be moving away. And they already had that on their radar, but just like know that, you know, you're going to have to create a life here for yourself, yeah. um, not be dependent on us. Um, that was probably good for them though. I think it was really good for them. It was really good for them. They were able to get, you know, a little bit more established in the church without us and have friends without us. Um, but my dad was like, I want to help you with soiree. So I'm like, you can only help me if you allow me to pay you. Mm -hmm. So at the first year and a half or so, it was me. I was the cleaner. I was the landscaper. I mean, literally, okay, kids load up. I'm going to pull, you know, if my husband was out of town, which is always. Might have been often. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Might have been often. Um, loading up the lawnmower, you know, pregnant even to go and mow the lawn, like keeping up. I remember loading up like all tons of mulch, like 40 bags of mulch to go and dump out. Like it just, it is what it is. You do what you got to do. I didn't have the finances to hire that out and I wanted to be able to kind of build a little bit of of a nest egg Mm -hmm. and soiree. So Mm -hmm. when my parents got here, I was at a point where I'm like, I can actually hire out this without being in the negative um and I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't understand. They see a lot of events happening or they see a lot of business coming in for a new business but they don't understand the amount of expenses that uh-huh. are going out. Yes. Amen. So I've never paid myself. <laughs> Not even
1: employees understand no, that. <laughs> no, no. And, I, and how can they? Um, right. Unless you're going to walk around and be like, today, I paid this bill. Right. <laughs> you're welcome.
2: Right. Yeah. And I <laughs> yeah. don't, yes, I don't like doing that either. So, no. but I got to a point to where I could actually hire that out and so when my dad came, I said, well, I would love to hire you as basically like our on-site maintenance manager. You'll mm-hmm. do all the cleaning for us. You'll do all the landscaping. And it has, it was a godsend because I could move away and I could still manage all of the the emails, the inquiries, contracts, that sort of thing. But he was here, they were here locally. So they knew, who who better than your parents? Like, I mean, they... Are as invested, probably more invested than I am, honestly. Yeah. There's things where my dad's like, okay, you really need to fix this. And I'm like, it's
1: good. It's, it's fine. fine. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. But you know how dads are. They're just always well, yeah. looking for the next thing to fix. Yeah. And so it has it was really a godsend that they moved here and we were able to move away and fully just be confident that it was being well taken care of. And that's so wonderful. That is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that's been a trend here. A lot of people's families, once they start a business and are established here, a lot of times the parents are moving here. So that's the good thing about being all about that. Yeah. Being in this up and coming community with young families, but it's also a retirement community or that's what it started as. So it's really has a place for everyone. But I think having that person that cares as much as you do is so important in a business so that you can have that freedom to focus on your family or make the choice to move away. I didn't have that for a couple years and I would go, you know, I live 45 minutes to an hour away from one of our locations. And every time I would go, I'd be like, Oh my gosh, there's a giant crack in the mirror. Nobody told me Mm -hmm. like this is important. And like, it's not that they didn't care. The dance teachers just assumed that someone else told right. me, mm-hmm. but like, no, it didn't happen. And somebody be like, oh my goodness, let me, <laughs> let me text Sarah until my best friend got in there, which, um, I know that doesn't work for everybody
0: to have best friends as their right, right. person. Or, or parents. Or, or parents, parents. Yeah. Or parents. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like a, a divine situation. I don't think I would ever hire a best friend or go into business
1: with your parents
0: yeah, just I, in my experience of having business partners, it's really hard on any sort of relationship when you have equal saying power and you want different things and, or you see different opportunities. And when one person is more risk averse to a situation, it's very hard to say like, no, we're going to go do this when the other person's like, no, we're not. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And I, I have had, um, friends that had approached me about going into business together on certain things. And I, I won't do it because I don't want to ever sacrifice my creative vision for things. And so I'm like, it's just, it's maybe that will be something that will change in the future. But right now it's just like, I'm not ready to do that. Um, so even hiring my, my dad to do that sort of thing, I, it was, I I wanted to empower him to make those decisions mm-hmm. without me. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to call me. If you see something that needs to be done, I don't need to know.
0: I, I trust that you're going to make the right decision for right. the business. And I think that is a little bit different of a dynamic. Yeah. He is your dad. Right. He has raised you. Right. And so he also feels like this is part of his yes. his baby. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. So, and he values your money and For time. Sure. and So he's not going to just like yes. throw that away. <laughs> oh, and I came back and I'm like, dad, I did not
2: pay you to do this, these things. Yeah. Like, you know, there's all the extras that I could get really emotional because I could just see all the extra work that they put into it. I'm like, any money that I've been giving you, I see you have been putting it back into (laughs) the business. I'm like, I didn't pay for that shed. You used your paycheck that I gave you to pay for that shed. Like, no, that's supposed to be for you. So it is, it has been the biggest blessing and I think setting boundaries. And I have a really good relationship with my parents, but I left at 18. So being around them as adults, (laughs) is all new to us. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it has been great that they've come into the picture, not that they were in the picture, but they've come into our everyday lives at this stage in my marriage, at this stage in my, in my parenting motherhood, because I'm established. I know who I am as a mom. I know who I am as a wife. So they, they can influence a little bit, but at the end of the day, I'm grounded in who I am. And so same for them. They respect our boundaries. Um, and even in business, they one thing respect those things.
1: I remember because I got married young to somebody say, and we like the day after our wedding, we moved to Colorado where he already lived there and I met up with him. And somebody said, one of the best things you can do when you first get married is move away. And I was like,
2: but why? <laughs> That's And they're so like, because you
1: have nowhere to run to.
2: 1 million percent. That, I think, I feel like that was a saving grace for my husband and I because we were both from a very small farming community in New Mexico where everybody knew us. Like when we decided we were getting married, I think the big talk was, oh, she must be pregnant. They got married so young. You know what I mean? You know, and it was just like, what no it's that we actually we love each other (laughs) and we're crazy in life yeah yeah um but i just i feel like that was just seeing that quick little gossip was like okay it's it is good for us to move away we are going to be able to establish ourselves and depend on one another and make these crazy dumb decisions (laughs) yeah
0: so many times i'm like
2: where were our parents i wish that they would have told us like you guys know you are doing it all backwards. But it was good because we made our mistakes mm-hmm. and then we figured it out together. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I have a couple questions. Yes. What
1: is your favorite party that you've seen there or oh. had there?
2: Oh my goodness. Good that is hard because we have some talent in this community. Um, I think my favorite though, that kind of just went with my style a little bit more and it was a party that I would probably thrown for myself was a rehearsal dinner. Um, and Alex and Austin, they are fantastic planners mm-hmm. and they put together this rehearsal dinner for, um, this lovely couple, local couple. And it was like kind of Spanish inspired. I'm Mexican, <laughs> first generation Mexican, so American. So it just kind of spoke to my culture, but it was beautiful. They had beautiful flowers from reverie hanging down from the ceiling Um, Kind of those Spanish star lanterns. It just, it was fresh. It was clean. It was bright. It was vibrant. So that probably was my favorite. And have my second
1: hard question. Have you ever had any party there or something where you're like, okay, these people need to go.
0: This is. (laughs) Yeah. Are
2: things broken? Stuff like that. Uh, Oh, so (laughs) not like these people need to go sort of situation. Um, Everybody has been super respectful. And if something has broken, it's never by like intent. It's just by accident. And that has been tricky for me to manage Mm -hmm. that side of it because I am like, it was, it wasn't intentional. Um, So I have a hard time bringing that part up to somebody because you don't ever want it to come off as accusatory because I get it. Like you're having a party, you're hosting a lot of people, but this might be go beyond just normal wear and tear. Mm -hmm. So we've had like broken chairs or, um, broken doorknobs, you know, where people, you could tell, like, they just really were trying to open a door that did not open.
0: <laughs> this is locked. Someone's yes. in the bathroom. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the doorknob is broken and some
2: expensive things. Um, so, no, I wouldn't say there's anybody that were like, oh, gosh, this, this they I wish they wouldn't. I, I hope they never rent from us again. Like, it's always been very well, positive. Well, that's good. Yes. That's
1: a, yeah, that's a huge yes. blessing because I've heard from um, the place across the street from me. Oh, Trackside? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that they've had some parties there that they like had to go in and shut down.
2: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and actually, so our contractor at the time that we hi- that we hired to do our renovations, they used to own Trackside. I didn't know that when we hired oh, them. Oh, how funny. So it was really helpful to have um, him on board. And But he basically was like, forewarned us, like, you will have damage done. And you probably want to avoid this because this <laughs> is something that's going to attract people to either harm or damage you know the property.
0: So as far as as what you put in the space? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Like what? Um so if you remember there was one thing um
2: I oh concrete floors. I wanted polished concrete uh-huh. floors, but he was just like there's they're going to be completely stained because people are going to drop red wine sure. and it's not going to get cleaned up immediately, so mm-hmm. there's just going to be red wine stains everywhere. Oh, um yeah. things like that. But I remember him telling me about a one time that they, I think they hosted a prom and kids were stuffing stuff in like their HVAC. Why? Exactly. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Or yes. So just, just some random things. So I went in with these expectations of like, oh my goodness, after every party, there's going to be so many repairs Uh or, and it really hasn't. People have been so respectful. And so there has been lots of damage done. And we've had to spend a lot of money on repairs or replacing chairs or replacing furniture, that sort of thing, getting extra cleaning
0: done. But it was never like out of malice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like some crazy party where they tried to break things. Yeah. I think you do a good job of giving people tips of how to like move the furniture. If you're going to move the tables, pick them up, don't slide them across the floor. Yes. You know, stuff like (laughs) that. Yes. Yeah.
2: And those are things that you just don't think of that you're like, Oh, let me just move it. And a lot of times people are, are going in and they're setting up their event and it's by themselves. Sure. So they have no choice but to drag it, but that we, we started out you know, we learned all these things. We didn't have maybe the proper felting on the bottom of the table. So every time they would move it, you could literally see, oh, they moved it from one <laughs> corner of the of the building to the other. You <laughs> see the long bark, yeah. scratches mm-hmm. across your floor. So if you wouldn't do it in your home, just be mindful and don't do it in our home. Like leaving the, there's so many times at the HVAC, they're like, it's getting really hot in here. And I'm like, I know, just be mindful it is July. And if you have the patio doors wide open for, 20 minutes it's gonna heat up yeah yeah, really fast (laughs) yeah so you know just because it's an event space doesn't mean it's exempt from things that would (laughs) you wouldn't do in your home (laughs) um but yeah we're trying to learn like providing furniture movers so that if you are there alone and you have to drag it at least you have some little furniture movers to put underneath
0: yeah just the little things you learn along the way i would imagine yeah
2: learn the hard way
0: of course that's what we all do yeah right we try and then we fail and we realize that there's better ways to do things right and then it allows you to get more creative i think for sure and just think of these new things that never popped into your brain before i'm still doing that
1: yeah all the time and and every time you think you solve a problem with a new idea (laughs) it creates another problem oh, so yeah. every just time a I,
0: higher quality problem yes. yeah i
1: had that with our fall schedule right now i was like oh we'll do this instead this year and now everybody's confused and then there was stuff i didn't think about and i'm just like yeah. okay so i thought i was really solving a problem and i didn't think about these other problems that yes. would come from solving the problems yeah. so um yeah it's just it's a constant learning game when you own a business and making sure you grow and develop and adapt and all of those things. So when, when is the other business opening? Like what is the expected
2: open date then? So Lafette, we, um, are hoping to open late August. So we're going to do a fun ribbon cutting ceremony (gasps) and we'll have our product out and you can come and shop and that'll be evolving. So we might not have it fully. I think like most businesses, it's not going to be a hundred percent perfection where we want it but it'll just be an evolving business. It's going to mm-hmm. keep growing and it's going to might turn into something a little bit different as it goes. So we're just being flexible with that.
0: Yeah. So, so awesome. Have you guys done any events yet with the stuff that you have?
2: So we did this fun Barbie yes. party. Yes. We Kara Kara. Say Cara. I try to fancy everybody's name. Cara just shows up Kara.
0: on this podcast multiple times. Well, she Kara. does. Kara.
2: yeah, yeah. Cara Mathis. We love her. Meet me at McCaskill. Mm-hmm. We love her. All the plugs. Um, she hosted a barbecue, and she graciously invited us, and so we were able to showcase some of our fun um, pink events at rentals, her beautiful, at her house. beautiful. I mean, what better background, uh, what better background.
0: And I'll show you the yes. real. Yeah. It. it was, it was so cool. much fun. People are so cool. It was so much fun. <laughs> 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 we need to be more Why cool. We be cool? Yeah. <laughs> I
2: know. It, I, lo- I love it. And I feel like there's just so many opportunities for people to host, but sometimes they just don't have the materials to do it. So it feels intimidating. Mm-hmm. But that's what we're hoping is to be able to provide some of the fun materials that you don't necessarily want to go out and buy. So that you can feel more empowered to host. So if you wanted to do a girls, mm-hmm. you know, event or something, then you're like, okay, we can go all out. We can do the pink umbrella, but I'm not going to go buy that for my right. everyday inventory. $400 right. umbrella. Right, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, totally.
0: Cool. So what is what is next? Like where do you envision this being in the next few years? Yeah, so I really hope that
2: Soiree, um, is more community focused. So I really want to just have it to be a place where we can do more community events. We really kind of started out that way. Um, But then we had our back lot that has just kind of been sand and dirt. We were able to put some gravel back there. So speaking of parking lots, right? Mm -hmm. I know it is, it's a gold mine. Um, But really want that just to be more for community based, like if you want to come and you want to extend out into the parking lot and use it for other things mm. and you can, um, I would love to be able to get into the part of designing some parties, but that will have to wait until my kids are a little bit older. Cause I will not sacrifice that.
0: Yeah. Seasons of life. Yeah. Thanks. Seasons of life. Sure. So
2: I really hope, I mean, by that time in a few years, all my kids will be in school. So maybe I will have more time
0: and get the capacity to do that sort of thing. And you'll get to pick and choose what you yes. want to take on. Yes. You yeah. know, and it can be the things, you know, if you're like, okay. Two times a quarter, I'm going to take on a few things. Right. Yeah. And I would love this is, and all
2: these things are kind of cataloged of things I want to do now, but I just know I don't have the time to do it. Um, But I would love to host big parties and where we can design a really cool party and you can just buy a ticket to attend. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So it could be you yes, know, for I all, will buy a ticket. For all <laughs> creatives, come and enjoy like a fun meal. Everybody gets some content out of it. Everybody gets some networking done out of it. And you just get to kind of spend some time with some fun creatives. And um, so that is really part of my vision for soiree. And then LaFette, that all works hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Of course. Yeah. What a beautiful marriage of businesses. So smart. Thank you. Brilliant. Excited. Yeah. I'm really excited tell us yeah tell us all the um
1: your website
2: your social media handles all of those things so everyone can find you so we are a soiree on south on facebook and on instagram and then lafette nc north carolina nc on um, instagram for lafette yeah
1: perfect well thank you so much we're excited and i think the uh party that you should host is the she's the boss Yes. (laughs)
0: Yes. <laughs> oh my I goodness! Can you
2: imagine? So, yes. yes, we will talk. Let's have do it. Ideas. So many entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs. Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's done. do it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Great. Great. On that note, see you later, guys. Bye. <laughs>